the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was a sin. You became my sin that I might become the righteousness of God. Thank you so much. It's about emotion. Here is where I cry out. Here is where I lay my burdens down. But here is where I'm a soldier and I follow. Just start walking, Randy. Go, to, go, go down the aisle. Go down the aisle. Look. You, you're going to go some places that I don't want to go. Why we go? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Why we got to go there? Why are you taking me to somebody that I got to ask to forgive me? I don't want to go there. You're walking by Michelle. I don't like Michelle. Let me go back to the cross because at the cross I can be emotional. You don't know what Michelle did to me. Michelle hurt me. Michelle just, and Christ is in. You're staying at the cross because you don't want me to be Lord. Because as Lord, I'm going to challenge you to do some stuff that you don't want to do. I'm going to challenge you to love in a way that you don't want to love because here it's all about you. Oh, (laughs) here it's all about you. Come back here, Randy. Here it's all about you. It's all about what he did for me. It's all about what you did for me. You came down from glory and shed your innocent blood for me. He says, all right, Tim, it's been 22 years (laughs) where you made it all about you. Your salvation and your existence has just been about you all this time. And every time I'm challenging you for me to let me lead you into deeper waters you don't feel as comforted. I'm not feeling the love here. Can you hug me? Did you know what I've been through? Jesus, I want you to see this because remember, Jesus was standing, on, laying, he's on the cross. He looked up and saw his father turn his back. And many of us preach the message in a way where we say he turned his back on him. Oh, at that moment, he was showing us the example of what we have to do. God wasn't turning his back in the sense of I hate you. God is saying turning his back in the sense of follow me in this. Watch me empower you to go through the cross. And after he said, why have you turned? Then he went to whoa, 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 this and this and that. And then at the end, it is finished. I got to go from here to here because the back is not personal. The back doesn't give me any images that makes me feel good about me. The cross does, but the back doesn't. So I'll just let him be savior and not Lord. Because 
the challenge is too great because here I got to sacrifice. Let's just let you sacrifice. Here I got to die. Nah, let's just let you die. Here I have to be forsaken. No, let's just let you be forsaken. Here I got to be lied on. Oh, <laughs> let's just keep it where you, because you're Jesus, you can handle it. And many of us will live our entire lives here, never walking in the fullness of God because we only know him as Savior and never Lord. Let's give him a praise offering. All right. So look what he said here. I got a few minutes because we have communion today. Look what he says here. He says this. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me. Let him come to me. Let him follow me. Let him follow me and drink. Here's the promise. Underline this in your Bible. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way. Let me say that again. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the scripture says. Not anyone else, not someone preached it to you. It wasn't a prophetic word given to you by a man. It was given to you by the word of God. It says this, rivers of living water. Anybody know about a river? A river is running. He said the river is going to brim up and spill out of you if you hunger and thirst continually after Jesus. Ever, ever, you remember when, remember when beepers were in and now cell phones are in, just when beepers were in and cell phones in and somebody was getting a hold of you, they would just keep texting you or, or paging you. And we called it, man, you blowing me up. And you get so frustrated, you would text them or you would call them and go, stop blowing me up. And they were like, why you ain't answering your text? Why ain't you answering it? Why you ain't answering your phone? Why ain't you answering it? Where are you at right now? And they're blowing you up. See, see, God is saying to you, he says, why can't you do me like that? You're blowing up Sherry. Someone who is ignoring you. Someone who does not see you for who you are. You ready to give your all to them. You can't sleep because of Sherry. You can't eat because of Sherry. Or you're eating too much because of Sherry. (laughs) You think about Sherry. When you wake up, Sherry. When you go to bed, Sherry. Lunchtime, Sherry. Everything, Sherry. And she don't even respond to you the way you want her to. But you're constantly going after Sherry. Sherry could be in rags, looking good today, Sherry. She could be dressed up, looking good today, Sherry. You're so in tune that with, with, with stuff that if Sherry sneezes, you need a tissue. If Sherry coughs, you need some water. 
You're so in tune with her that you can be in the back of the room and you can notice, oh, there's just something on your shoulder. Let me get that off. There you go. (laughs) You're in tune so much with her that her every movement, you understand it and you know it. But Sherry don't want you. And all you're doing to Sherry is getting on Sherry's nerves. She's told everybody, I can't stand him. I wish he would leave me alone. And even if Sherry did like it, she'll never like it as much as Christ. But yet we don't pay attention to the one who really wants us. The one that said, if you hunger and thirst after me, if you chase after me the way you've chased after other stuff, the way you've ran after other stuff, if you would notice me the way you've noticed other stuff. I mean, I find myself, you know, listen, I tell you right now, I, I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. And they've been losing a lot over the years. But they're on a they're on a winning streak. And I realized what I what I realized when you love something, which is what you do, is what you do. You sort of adjust your schedule to when they're on. I found myself leaving early to make sure I'm there in time for the start of the game. If I don't get there in time for the game, I make sure it's on so I can hear it playing. Or I'm checking the updates until I get right in front of it so I can watch it for myself. And then I had to realize, do I do Christ like this? But yet I want him to say, when I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're not going to give me nothing. They're not going to give me nothing. They're going to give me a satisfaction and say, we are, we are. And I don't even think that's coming anytime soon. <laughs> Just a hope and a prayer right now. But even in that, all I got is a song. We are, I don't get nothing. My name ain't on the plaque. My name ain't on the trophy. My name ain't on the wall. They ain't invited me down to participate in the ceremony. I ain't getting a ring. I ain't holding the trophy. I ain't doing nothing. From afar, I'm just a fan. But Jesus is saying, I want you to participate in the victory. So why wouldn't I give him more than I give stuff that don't give me nothing in return? He's not saying don't celebrate, don't be happy. He's not saying don't don't like this team or that team. He's just saying get your priorities together and know that I'm the one that gives you water that's living that will come out of you and make you whole. Look at this, I got a couple of minutes. I want to look, look at this. He says this. He says the spirit, as the scripture says, he said it in this regard to the spirit, whom those who believed in him. If you underline that or write that down. Those who believed in him were about to receive. I realize this. If you don't believe in, then you can't receive. 
I asked my son once, I said, do you believe in Jesus? He said, yeah, dad. But then as I took him on the journey of what really believing in him means, he realized that my believing is just lip service. It's surface. He's not talking about a surface thing here. He's not talking about a surface thing here. He's talking about something deeper than a surface. He said, if you really believe in me, and then I looked up this word believe, and, and, and in the word in, and it looked at, he said, he said, not just believing on a surface level, but allowing the belief to influence. Oh. It's different, Elizabeth, when it's influencing me. And it's not just a belief that surface. It's influencing me to change. It's influencing me. Go, go real quick to, to Ephesians 4. I didn't give this, just dropped in. Ephesians 4. Let me read this. Let's all stop it today and then we'll pick it up. 4 and 17. Ephesians 4, 17. I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible, but I want, to, I want you to see this. I want to read down to the 24th verse. So let me read it. And so I insist, and God backs me up on this. Look how Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus. God backs me up on what I'm getting to say, they're getting ready to say, that there will be no going along with the crowd. The empty-headed, Cleo, mindless crowd that shows up to church and all they do is wave their hands and scream hallelujah, but don't really believe it. Because it's just, is it just something you're saying or is it something that's influencing you? Because if it's something that's influencing you, then the hallelujah means something different than just something you're uttering. It's not just something that I'm saying. It's something that influences me. He says this. He says, there's the empty headed. See, we immediately, oh, the world is empty headed. The world is mindless. He's talking about the mindset of the world. And just because we're in church doesn't mean that we're not walking in the mindset of the world. And I will, Cleo. Because I think I should. Just because we're in the church does not mean that we're not walking in the mindset of the world. He said the world, that's why he said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on, be by the renewing of your mind. Come on, by the renewing of your mind. See, you can know the worship songs, but if you're, is your mind renewed? You can know the scriptures, but is your mind renewed? You can preach, but is your mind renewed? You can be an usher and a greeter, but is your mind renewed? You can work in the children's ministry, the youth ministry, the young adults ministry. You can feed my sheep every Tuesday night. But is your mind renewed? Because if your mind is renewed, then you're being influenced by the word of God. You're being influenced by the almighty God. You're not influenced by an empty-headed, mindless attitude or mindset that has not gotten you anywhere. In life. 
And he says this, they refused for so long to deal with God or to follow God, to follow God, to follow God. I got to close y'all, but I want to preach this thing. right? They, they refused for so long to follow God. They lost touch. Look what it says. They lost touch, not only with God, but the, the reality itself. I no longer am walking even in reality because I'm no longer walking after God. I've lost touch with the reality because God is my reality. My reality is not the world. My reality is God. My reality is what he says. My reality is his promises. My reality is his joy. My reality is his peace. My reality is not what the world has said, but what God has said. What God has said. What am I cloaked myself in? In what God has said. What am I standing on? What God has said. What am I sitting on? What God has said. What am I walking in? What God has said. I'm not walking in the empty-headed and mindless mindsets of the world because it's up and down. It's up and down. It's moody. It's left. It's right. But my eyes are on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, looking unto him. When I'm going through, looking unto him. When I'm lied on, looking unto him. When I'm mistreated, looking unto him. When times are good, looking unto him. When times are bad, we're looking unto him. When I'm full, looking unto him. When I'm hungry, I'm looking unto him. Why? Because my mind is not like the empty-headed and mindless mindsets of the world. My mind is fixed on Jesus. Come on, it's on you, Jesus. Look what he says. Look at this. Look at he says. He says, the empty head, they refuse that they've lost touch with reality. I can't even, I don't even know how to treat you no more because I've lost touch with reality. I don't even know how to praise no more. I've lost touch with reality. Has any everybody been there where you feel like you've lost your way in church? <laughs> You lost your way in church. I mean, I'm going to church, but I just feel disconnected. I lost, because you lost that place in God where he's influencing. Feeling no pain, they let themselves go into all kinds of sexual obsession, addicted to every sort of perversion. But that's no life for you. But that's no life for you. But that's no life for you. The enemy is playing on this, and I'm done. I got, I got to. They're going to get mad at me in a second. We have to do communion. Look at this. The, empty, the enemy is playing on the fact, Michelle, that we're intimate beings. We were created that way. Yes. We have to feel touched. Because if I don't feel touched, Raul, can I use you and Debbie real quick? Because my wife's in Johannesburg. Come here real quick. <laughs> can y'all come up here real quick? Yeah, she'll be back. If I use somebody else, Cleo may hit me. No, Deborah will hit me. Just <laughs> stand up, sit, stand up. I want y'all to see this. Just look that way. Look that. I want y'all to see this couple here. I want y'all to see something. Look, see this. If Raul doesn't do this enough, this is real. This is real. This is real. If Raul doesn't do this, and oh, she already got it around his waist. Go ahead, go ahead, girl. <laughs> so that was automatic, huh? Yeah. When he did this, mm-hmm. it automatically did this and automatically gave mm-hmm. you, oh, it's reality. Yeah. But if Raul doesn't do that, take your arm down, Raul, and they begin to live a life like this. 
The enemy knows that we're intimate beings and we need touch. We need to feel wanted. And see, the enemy, the en- I, I didn't put your hand down, roll, play, come on, cut, cut. <laughs> the enemy wants to drive a wedge between that thing that you're intimate on. Before, can I, can I say this with you? Before anybody will even walk by, he'll first drive a wedge. Because if this is happening, I can even walk by. <laughs> People don't walk, you know. You ain't got to do me like that, though, Deborah. You ain't got to do me like that. But the problem is, because we're intimate beings, the enemy will first put a wedge between That's it. He's put a wedge between you and Christ. And he knows that you're intimate. He knows. And not only do you need it, Kevin, God needs it. He needs the intimacy with you, Kevin. You think it's just you need God's intimacy? God says, I need your intimacy. He came through the garden and he said, Adam, where you're at? Because I'm missing the intimate moment that we've had in Adam's hiding Mm. rather than being out there in the open so that the intimacy can continue. So here it is. The enemy wants to drive a wedge, not just in natural relationships, but in spiritual relationships. He wants you mad at God because he wants you to think God's mad at you. He wants you mad at God because he wants you to think God disappointed you. He wants you mad at God because he wants you to think God let you down. He's, he wants you mad at God because he wants you to think God forsook you. He wants to drive a wedge between. And if I can get in between your intimacy with God, then I can walk in front of you. All kinds of stuff that are fake and not real that will never give you the satisfaction and never give you the joy and never give you the peace and never give you the love and never give you the comfort and never give you nothing that God can give. But guess what? You'll grab it. You'll hold on to it. Why? Because there's a wedge between you and God. There's a wedge just like there's a wedge naturally. There's a wedge spiritually. And you're looking for something to fill the space that only God can fill. We'll go back. Go back. Let's stand on our feet. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. As we get ready for communion today, the Bible says this, let a man examine himself. Let a man examine himself. And this is how we're going to do communion today. I know I'd normally let you do it in groups, but today we're going to do a little different. Once you've received your communion cup, what I want you to do is come to the altar. Amen. And we're going to put that video back on. That he knows my name. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to examine, is there anything? Oh, God, don't look us. Is there anything standing between me and my Lord and Savior? Is there anything influencing me? more than my Lord and Savior? Is there anything that has control of my emotions and control of my attitudes 
rather than the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if it is, I'm going to confess it. I'm going to confess my unforgiveness. I'm going to confess my bitterness. I'm going to confess whatever it is. I'm going to confess my hurts and my pains, stuff I got to let go of. I praise God. Today is my mom's birthday. She's celebrating it no more. She ain't celebrating it no more because she's in heaven with God. She's in eternity. She's in the presence of the Lord. So I guess what? The Lord gave me a revelation. He said, she ain't thinking about you. She ain't thinking about you. She is celebrating with me. And one day, if you believe in me like she did, you not only will see me, but you'll see her again. So yeah, you can post on Facebook, miss you, love you, but you better not let that post influence your emotions. Because now you got to understand that you want to get to where she is. So rejoice and be glad that I kept my promise that when this life is over, we'll see him face to face. So as they give it out, let's not put the song on just yet. Just give it out first. And as soon as you receive your communion, John, when you when you all see them all at the altar with their communion cups, I want us to put on the video. Go ahead and just start passing it out. Go ahead and start passing it out. I want us to put on the video and we're going to stand there and we're going to sing this song together. We're going to worship together. And when the Lord pushes you, it gives you the unction to take communion because you laid it down and you've allowed the Lord now to get so close to you that just like Raul and Deborah, you didn't put your arm around him. He didn't put his arm around you and there's just some love happening between you and God. There's some restoration of the love. There's some healing in the love. There's some intimacy going on. You're going to walk out of here today hugged up with Jesus that the devil is going to begin to shake in his boots because you hugged up with Jesus again and you're no longer walking around just knowing him as Savior. Knowing him as Savior. So just come. Just come. Come to the altar. Come. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship, located at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 9 and 11.30 and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. with Spanish service each Sunday at 2.30. For more information, find New Hope Christian Fellowship online at hope4hayward.com. That's hope, the number four, hayward.com. Join us again next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.